correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. radiocom Welcome to Me and Steve Talk RPGs, a podcast where me and my friend Steve try and help you get the most out of your role-playing game experience. Welcome back to Me and Steve. What's happening, Gamer Nation? We're back, and I'm here with my buddy Steve tonight, like usual. Hey, Steve. (laughs) And uh, this is a, uh, well, it's kind of a special episode for us because this marks what will actually be our 53rd week since we actually started this madness. We've managed to actually do this for a whole year. I know. It's crazy. Seriously. Who'd have thought we'd have made it this far? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. So I guess, uh, what should we do first? Should we do podcast of the week first, Steve? (laughs) Usually that's where we start. Okay. So, So who's our podcast of the week this week? Our podcast of the week is primed by Cortex. I've never heard of this podcast. Oh, baloney, you haven't. You... <laughs> <laughs> who is this? Who are these people that run this podcast? This Kirby and uh, a JT. Yeah, it's hosted Lamino. by KT Lamino. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, love them. They're awesome. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's it's uh, hosted by... Uh, JT Dabino and Kirby, who you can find over on the D20 Discord quite a bit. JT's there a lot. Kirby pops in. Uh, but what they do is they they talk about the uh, Cortex Prime role-playing game and its assorted settings. Um, they talk with some creators. You know, they've had uh, Cam Banks himself on. And they've also uh, they've been doing a, a little bit of an actual play, too, in a kind of a fantasy setting that uh, I know they just released a new episode of that I've listened to all the rest of the series, but I haven't gotten to that one yet. So that's on the list for sometime later this week. Yeah, they're officially my favorite unofficial Cortex Prime podcast. There you go. Steve endorsed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with that out of the way, what, what are we going to talk about this week, Steve? Well, we're going to talk about, hey, I want to start a game. Where do I start? Well, you know, a couple of years ago, my answer might have been different. But at this point... I would say you want to start with a session zero. Well, I feel like we've talked about session zero before. We did. It was approximately a year ago. And I took the liberty to listen to that episode today, by the it's way. It's rough, ain't it? Well, I mean, <laughs> I can hear our progression. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've come a long way in, in 12 months. So yeah, session zero. It's what we're talking about today, in case you didn't pick up on that. What are your thoughts on session zeros? You know, when I learned about them, I thought they were a great idea. And over the past year, you've realized they're a terrible mistake and never do them. No, if (laughs) anything, I've learned that they're even more important than I thought they were in concept. (laughs) (laughs) Because to back this up for a second, I'm also at a stage where at least for me, I want to go into a game that's intended to be more than a one shot with some sort of pitch, you know, be it from the GM to have some sort of pitch about, okay, you know, this is kind of what we're doing. Okay. But from that, when you sit down for a session zero and you're all there, then that can really like, it gets everybody's creative energies flowing and you can come up with stuff that you wouldn't have gotten to otherwise. And so I think it, in that alone, it can lead to a better, you know, game or campaign. You know, not to mention the stuff that, that we talked about when we, you know, did originally about, you know, setting up, hey, these are the house rules, you know, these are table policies, the, you know, this is how, you know, all that stuff. But beyond all that and getting all that squared away, I think it can really take your game to a new place as far as what the game actually becomes. Yeah, I completely agree with you. For me, session zeros are a vital tool, both as a player and as a GM. Okay. So let me start at the beginning of my thought. When I sit down as a player, if I'm not familiar with the table of people I'm playing with, I want a session zero to get to know a rough idea of who I'm playing with. I want to know if, and we've talked about this before, but I want to know 
basic player types. I want to get a feeling for the type of characters they're running. I want to get a feeling for the type of game we're playing because it's it's really important to get that feeling for the type of game that you're playing. If you're playing something that's super serious and you go into session one and you weren't at session zero or there wasn't a session zero and you've made a character that is pure comedic relief, then that's not going to be a pleasurable experience. You know, you're not going to have fun at that table. You're probably going to ruin either you're not going to ruin, but you're going to be a sore thumb or be a nail that sticks out. And by sitting down with a session zero, you set tone, you set that player expectation, talking to the other players and and getting an idea of what type of characters they're playing and not necessarily min-maxing in the way of like playing the weaknesses. But, you know, if, if we're playing cyberpunk and I sit down at session zero and I have a rocker boy and I, I find out that everybody else at the table is playing medics and I'm the only rocker boy, I'm sort of thinking, well, maybe I should play a medic. We could play a medic team. Yeah. I'm talking to the GM at, at the table for really the first time about the game seriously, because everything up to session zero, and I, I'm sorry, this could sound a little bit rude, but everything up to session zero is not a serious discussion of the game. As soon as you sit down for that session zero, you know that session one is almost guaranteed to happen. Unless something happens and the group completely falls apart, session one after session zero, session zero is your first official session of that game. And that's how I know a game is solid and guaranteed to happen. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Well, but I think like, I think you're right. It, it Well, that's the thing, right? You can set those expectations of, hey, look, this is what we're doing as the GM or your GM can can express, you know, this is what I expect from those of you who are players. Likewise, as a player, you can voice, hey, this is what I expect from a GM. You know, you can set up if you want to use safety tools, which, you know, I know we had said we wanted to do an episode about safety tools way back when we did episode one and we still haven't got there yet. Yeah, it's still on the list. Um, <laughs> it's still in the works. I actually did reach out to the people who put together, there's an online resource called the RPG safety toolkit. I reached out to the people who curate that. And at the time they were not doing any sort of media or anything, but they said, you know, please feel free to talk about it. Just credit us, et cetera. You know, as, as having put it together, they didn't, they don't claim to have written it. They just sort of assembled all the information. So when we do get to do that, that's what we're going to do. But yeah, it's, well, the thing I'll say before we move in, move on from the safety toolkit, the thing I'll say about that is we want to make sure that when we do the, the safety toolkit, it's not just me and you going over a document. It's me and you and either somebody that's very knowledgeable with the, the toolkit or us having a major understanding of the mentality, where it came from, the starting of it, and being able to get into not just this is what the toolkit is, but why this is what the toolkit is. Because I think that's where some people that are unfamiliar with it get a little bit lost is the why. Yeah. And I mean, yes, our our kind of brand, whatever, is is we just kind of ramble and talk. But I think that's a, a subject that bears us doing a little more, what do you want to say, research on to be able to give everybody who maybe hasn't been exposed to it, give them a better picture of what, what it is and how to use some of it. So that being said, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the things that you can do with the sessions here are so... You know, even if you don't do actual character creation, which I think is somewhat of a good idea to do at your session zero, but even if you don't do the, the nuts and bolts statistics creation, you can have those conversations about, oh, hey, my character can be this and, you know, this backstory. Like you can, you can create the character without the statistics, I think, right? Does that make sense? When I sit down at a session zero, I at least bring a character concept. And I think that's what you're sort of driving at. Yes. Have your character concept, maybe. And there are some systems that, and I'll be honest with you, there are some systems like Dungeons and Dragons that I let the dice make my character <laughs> where I don't have a concept. I just, bleh, and then when I'm done creating the character, I'm like, oh, well, there's the character. Like when I made my character in Cyberpunk, I started with like, nothing i was like okay well let's see where this goes what do i want to play i want to play a rocker boy 
And I started rolling dice on the random tables. I'm like, okay, well, I found my character. But if you're going to do that, at least do some of that before you go to the session zero. Yeah. So that you can be like somewhat prepared for the questions of, hey, I'm playing this. What's everybody else looking like they're playing? And as a GM, you need to not be afraid to let them have that conversation. I've been in a couple session zeros where that question was almost exactly worded in that way. And the GM was like, no, that's metagaming. We're going to shut that down. And I'm like, no, but I, I want to know so that I know where I fit in as far as the character dynamic. Yes. And I think that's that's the one thing I think you can establish at least the basis for it, a session zero that can make session one that much more fun. Because I know I've been in, in many session ones where at least half of session one is everyone trying to feel out how their character interacts with the rest of the characters. And in a session zero, even if you don't have stats on a page, you can have a discussion and go, okay, you know, well, my character and your character are buddies. And we just put up with your little brother, Timmy, who's somebody else's character. I mean, we care about him, but he's, you know, the annoying little brother or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And you can establish that. And so then everybody can kind of lean into that role because you already know what that role is. Yeah. You know what that role is. You know what that character is. I think for me, even if you don't have a defined character, doing a little bit of role playing in a session zero is not a bad thing. No. I think towards the end of a session zero, once you've talked about, so in my mind, when I do a session zero, I break it down into much like I would a session, but I break it down into bullet points. The first bullet point I want to talk about is I want to throw the pitch back out to the players, make sure they have an understanding of what this game is, what I expect this game to become. If they have comments or thoughts or ideas on where they want to take the game in that direct in a direction, that's when you leave it open for comment. You know, your initial pitch to the players is to try and get them in. Then your pitch at session zero is to try and get an idea of, okay, well, this brought you in, but what are you looking for out of this? Mm -hmm. And then from there, then we start talking about characters, start talking about, you know, who's playing what, or what's the character types or what personalities are we dealing with? We get into a little bit of that. From there, we move on to getting into setting and talking about setting after pitch and after characters that I want to talk about where we're playing, where the where the game is taking place. From there, then we can get into the end of session zero. And that's where I sort of go, let's do a little role play of either how you all met each other, where you're at at the start of the game, because I like to start in media res, meaning when I start a game, I like to start without going and introducing where all the players are. I like to just start with, all right, we're going to open session one on Mrs. Johnson's classroom. We have Miss Johnson up front. She's talking about quadratic equations. You know, John, he's playing so-and-so. He's Where are you sitting at, John? Bob, you're playing so-and-so. Who? Where are you sitting at in the classroom? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want to start with, you know, I don't want to have to, at a session one, I don't want to have to coordinate the, how the players met, because that takes a long time and that can really drag out a session one. I don't want to have to coordinate personality types really and figure it out how those players mesh together. That should be ironed out at a session zero, in my opinion. I'm not saying these are, these are hard rules, but this is just how, in my mind, I run or want to run a session zero doesn't always happen that way mainly because of how my brain functions but that's when i start my sessions here that's where i want to be yeah no that makes a lot of sense like i'm to me the kind of setting and characters maybe i would go a little bit reverse of that go setting before characters because sometimes setting feeds into character but that's you know an a b thing and it they kind of work together. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying like, if I was writing it down, I might write it in that order. But you know, that's, I, I like the way you've got it kind of broken down there though. That makes a lot of sense. And like one thing that I learned and unfortunately the, the game that we had a session, this session zero four kind of stalled out due to scheduling, et cetera. But we did a session zero for what we were going to use as an, 
uh, an AP project here on a podcast and in us doing the session zero, I don't want to say the pitch changed, but the, the whole premise of the kind of campaign changed. You know what? I don't, I don't want to give it away because I'd actually like to still run it at some point. Yeah, I know. Yes. I, I do want to go back and revisit it, but like I had an idea that worked great for, you know, like I had a pitch and then we got together and we started talking and the vibe I was getting from you players was, man, we like the idea, but you know, it wasn't like the vibe I was getting from you guys as players didn't fit the vibe that my pitch had. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand completely. And so we kind of workshopped an alternate, I don't know, you were there. Maybe you can get it in better words than I can, because it completely changed directions while still being the same thing. You kept the same tone, but you changed your pitch slightly. The tone stayed the same, but the players changed details Mm -hmm. around the setting and around the game itself, which is what we sort of got into a couple of weeks ago with GM Hooli, which was talking about you had said about thinking about bullet points, but being prepared to put them in another gun. Hooli talking about you're, you're going to hit the points, but you're going to change the setting based on where the players want to be. And that's basically what happened at that session zero. It's the same concept of having these bullet points that you want to hit but letting the players change the gun at which you're putting the bullet points into letting the players change the setting, change the story around the bullet points that you want to hit. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good way to put it because like, yeah, more or less the same stuff's going to happen, but the lens through which you see the story is going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I like when we got to that stage and, and like I said, we ended up, we did play, one session and then, you know, but yeah, the, the concept was so much more fun and in a way unique, you know, I was overjoyed like, okay. Yeah. All the stuff that I had thought of, a lot of it was no longer any good, but damn, this was a good idea we landed on. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's something that as a GM, so I've talked about sort of player side as a GM, you need to be able and prepared to throw everything you have out the window and listen to what the players are telling you. Yeah. Because one of the mistakes that I see a lot of newer GMs and, and even experienced GMs, they get set in their ways. They get in a way about things that it's like, no, it's going to happen this way. And it makes for a less than pleasurable experience for for the players at the table and it makes the players sort of question if they want to keep playing sometimes and sometimes if a player is just desperate enough they'll just stick around and just be quietly unhappy or openly unhappy in some cases yeah you as a gm needs need to understand that you're in charge of leading the story and you need to have fun too but this is not your story this is the player's story in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think my current modern concept of the GM is kind of like the conductor of a band or an orchestra, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You're quote unquote in charge, but you're really just trying to coordinate everything. You know, you're, you're the producer of the story in a lot of ways, but you know, a good producer is making sure that all the actors are happy, all the camera guys are happy, and and making sure that coffee and donuts show up. I mean, yes, they delegate that, but it's still within their scope of responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not that, like, okay, had we gone ahead with my initial concept for this game that we were talking about this session zero, I think we all would have had fun. Right, but now with this, with the concept you have now... I think it's going to be more, more fun because it's more catered towards the players. Right. Everyone's going to have more fun because I'll be completely honest. As a GM, a large part of my enjoyment is watching the players enjoyment, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and these are things you'd need to talk about in your session zero, be willing to, to be flexible about your, your concepts, you know, but 
this is where like a session zero really is all about communication. That's the biggest thing is just everyone communicating so that you all understand each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing of a session zero is it's communication, sitting down and talking to each other and going, I want this out of this game. Well, I want this out of this game. Okay. We can maybe make both of those things work or I don't know how I can make both of those things. So somebody's going to have to compromise, whether that be me or you. We have that conversation of, well, I can compromise. I can still have fun with that thing that you pitched to me, even though it's not the thing I wanted to do originally. Yeah. Well, I think that's where, you know, like I said, you talk about, you know, like, okay, we'll say I have a, a story idea that we'll say, you know, it revolves around this. We'll say it's, you know, an Eberron. Yeah. I want to do a story around a group of Syrian soldiers like commandos or something that were out on a mission or just leaving on a mission and literally escaped the morning by like an hour or two. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the pitch I go into it with. That's telling you, okay, I want as a GM, I want your characters to be some sort of military unit. And it's also where I'd say, okay, you know, and part of what I want to explore in this campaign is, you know, the, the outlook from the party of your people, you're now soldiers without a country, you know, what you have put your life into for the last couple of years just isn't there anymore. And, and what, you know, what are you going through in addition to all the stuff that's happening because of that now, you know, so I walk in with that pitch. That's not telling you that anyone needs to play anything in particular. That's me saying, this is the bold outline of the story I want to tell. Now, in your session zero, I can find out that you you take that and you say, okay, well, I, I don't know. Your, your character was the, the son of a general or something and, and really, you know, didn't really want to be in the army, but he was. And, you know, or I'm just making stuff up. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I got you. I got what you're trying to drive at. You know, so like, but then you you bounce things back and forth like that. And so, okay, I'm conveying that I, I've got a campaign that I want to have a more serious tone to. So you can take that and say, okay, well, this so more serious character, you know, you're not going to play Max Klinger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've got a lot of, I, I just can't figure out how to say a lot of what's in my head at the moment. And it's, <laughs> it's frustrating, isn't it? I had that last week. <laughs> Remember when I was like, oh, oh, ugh, ugh, doing that the whole time last week? Yeah, that was my brain was not was not letting me complete a coherent thought. But no, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from that, like, you're trying to tell your players, hey, I want to play a more serious tone. And then they understand that you're not going to be playing. You know, we're not playing. We're playing mash the movie, not mash the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, you know, it, it's Band of Brothers, not MASH, even though they're both military stories, theoretically. Well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know that's... Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. It's, you know, we're playing Band of Brothers, we're not playing MASH, or we're playing, you know, we're playing, like, Die Hard, not Lethal Weapon, you know? <laughs> like, there you, Yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually. Because, you know, Die Hard is this... Die Hard has silly bits, but Die Hard is super serious. And Lethal Weapon is... A lot of it's played for laughs, really dark, but a lot of it's played for laughs. Yeah. No, I think that's a, actually a very good comparison there. But in that, I think this is, you know, at a session zero is where you can all, so to speak, speak freely and go, okay, I'm going to adapt my idea to your idea and you're going to adapt your idea to my idea, you know, and everybody kind of takes all their inspiration and you, it's where you make the stew. Yeah, it's it's where you build the game. Like as as much, you know, there's the the joke of no campaign survives first contact with players. Your first contact with players is session zero. Yes, yes, that's actually wow. Thank you. That point. This is how you make the campaign survive contact with the players because you involve them with it so that their first contact with it isn't them erasing half your chalkboard no i mean they can't they probably will you can pretty much guarantee they're going to 
but it's different somehow. It's different in that you have the time now to get everything together to fix that. Right. When you know going into it that the plan is getting thrown out the window, you have time to make a new plan. Yes. And you you now understand what they're looking for. Their plan's getting thrown out the window, but understand that your players will never throw a plan out the window and not tell you what they want to do instead. Yeah. There's never going to be a point at which they're going to go, yeah, we're just not doing that and we're not doing anything instead of that. Yeah. And in session zero gives you the opportunity for all of you to say, okay, we don't want to do that, but how about this instead of that? Yeah. And then you, like you said, you have time to then do the mental gymnastics to go, okay, so this, this, this. Ideally, you're talking about at least one week, maybe less time before your first session, maybe more time. Yeah. But you have that now where you have the time between your session zero and your first session. And this is where I come in and say, when scheduling your session zero, schedule it as though it is a session. Don't schedule it as an off, like, oh, well, yeah, we'll do session zero on Sunday, but we're going to play every Friday. No, schedule it. If you have the ability to schedule your session zero as though it is session one, schedule your session zero on the days that you want to play the game. You know, say you want to play every Friday. All right, cool. We're going to schedule session zero for this coming Friday. Next Friday, we're going to play session one. You know, I do encourage that everybody that can comes to session zero because it's very important. You want to get that across to your players. You want to tell your players, hey, it's important that you're here. Why is it important that you're here? Well, it's important that you're here so we can talk about the game and get everything in order for the game to start. A football field is trimmed and maintained and mowed before the game is played on top of it. There's prep that goes into any game that you play. You're not going to play hockey on an ice rink that is just, you know, that they haven't run a Zamboni over. Mm-hmm. There's, we could make a thousand analogies for that. Yeah, but there's there's a ton of analogies for it, but you have to put the prep work in. And some of the prep work is you by yourself, and some of the prep work is you with your players. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing that a session zero can really do, and, and by doing all this, it can help you avoid problems. And I would kind of like to point out something that, that just happened on another podcast on the network, and they were very candid about it, talk about it on the show. Um, but the uh, Tabletop Tales in their Star Wars game had some, if you will, let's call it character incompatibility issues, specifically with a person who missed the session zero. And near as I can tell from what they've said and, and what I heard on the recordings, there's no hard feelings between the people, but it led to a point where you almost had to like scrap like two or three out of like, five characters because everybody wasn't, I don't want to say everybody wasn't on board the same train, but everybody didn't have the same understanding of the premise. And yeah. so, yeah, there were tonal issues. I, I know what you're talking about. And I, I, I heard a little bit about it and it was, it was sort of that sort of back to what we were talking about is that without a session zero, you have tonal issues. Yeah. And like I said, what I heard, no one was, what do you want to say? Like friendships didn't end over it or anything like that. No, it was just a, it was a mutual understanding that, Hey, look, this, this plus this does not equal that. Right. And that's going to happen. You're going to have those issues. And that's why it's really important that you do a session zero to try and mitigate any sort of to try and mitigate those issues, to try and mitigate the incompatible players or incompatible player types, or if you have players coming with a with a character that's not right for the game, you can say, hey, that character's not not to be rude, but hey, that character doesn't really fit the tone of this game, or the character doesn't really fit this game well. Maybe, you know, could you make another one, or do you have any other concepts you were playing with? Yeah, exactly. And you can hedge that off before the game even starts because later on down the line you're going to have issues it's it's not an if it's not a, it's not an if or a, it's a when it's a you know, almost 
not almost guaranteed, but nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, you're going to have issues. You're going to have a hard time incorporating the silly slapstick character into the super serious gritty war drama, you know? Yeah. Patch Adams doesn't fit well in good morning Vietnam. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of session zero really mitigates that risk and it doesn't completely remove it. You're still going to have, you know, especially you have players and I've done it myself. Sometimes I don't make a character before I go to session zero. I just don't, I don't have time. I'll make my character once I know more about the setting or the world, or I'll make my character sitting at a session zero. But Mm -hmm. by making character, that's another thing. That's an argument for making characters at session zero. I've heard some GMs that are like, nope, I don't want my players making characters beforehand. They got to make it at session zero. And I'm like, I can respect that. But at the same time, not everybody's there for, you know, character creation can be a long process. Well, I think, how do I want to say this? I don't think that you necessarily need it to be one way or the other. Thing is, different people do more in-depth backstories, et cetera, and so forth. I think in a session zero, you should, by the time you leave a session zero, you should have at least the structural outline of your character. Whether or not you have hard numbers on paper, that's not so much of a thing to me from my point of view, but that I have a concept of this is what my character is going to be. This is their their rough personality. They have roughly this relationship you know, with this other other PC or this NPC or, you know, whatever. That's what you set up in a session zero. And then you can fill in the numbers. And it, look, if your GM wants you to fill in the numbers in session zero, I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, let me say it this way. I'm not going to be upset if you show up to session one without a fully complete character, but I would be happier if you came to session zero without a fully complete character and went, Hey, I need help making my character. Okay, cool. We can do that. You know, I need help. I don't understand. Like, cause I've done it myself where I'll, I'll read a book and I'll be like, I just don't understand. I've walked step by step through this character creation process and I'm just not getting it. And sometimes you just need somebody there to walk you through the process or help you do it. And I would rather that be done at a session zero than at session one. Yes, very much so. You know, and, and that's not saying, you know, I'm not faulting anybody. Cause like I said, I've done it myself where it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand what, how do I do this? What am I looking at here? What is, you know, I don't get any of these traits. Where am I finding this at? You know, it's just, it's a new game. If it's a new game to you, it can be confusing. And like I said, I would much rather you come to session zero and be like, look, I don't, I have a character concept, but I don't have any numbers on paper and I don't understand how to make my character and just having a hard time with this. I'd rather you do that and I'll sit there, you know, whether it be during the session zero or after the session zero and we'll sit and we'll make you a character. And if I have to do that with all of my players, Hey, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. And I would rather that happen at session zero than it happen at session one, because my biggest complaint is when a session one is sitting there for hours making characters. Yes, I agree completely because that, Part of what you're doing is saying, okay, at a session zero, we're going to get, for lack of a better way to say it, we're going to get as much of the administrative bullshit out of the way as we can so that when we sit down to play, we can play. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something, and maybe this is where session zero has has come more to mind as I've gotten older and, and I have more things going on in life, right? When I sit down to play, I want to sit down to play. I don't want to be waiting for someone to finish a character because whatever. But if you say, hey, we're doing session zero, now I know that is that's what we're doing at session zero. I set aside that time, you know, to come in with a framework and and leave with a more completed character so that when it gets to session one, I'm ready to play yeah exactly and you know that's i i really unless it's somebody okay so i'll say it this way and i'm not 
trying to be rude, but unless it's somebody that I know that I've played the game with before. So for example, if it's you and I'm running a game and you say, Hey man, I can't make session zero. You're about the only person you and maybe a handful of other people are about the only people that I would be able to go. All right, cool. I'll just tell you about it later. But I would much rather, I, I would not be afraid to, if you have a player that you've never played with before, if you have somebody that's brand new and they're like, hey, I can't make it to session zero. All right, do we need to reschedule session zero for everybody? Oh, no, don't worry about it. Well, I'll just be there for session one. No, if you can't make the time to come to session zero, I don't know that, like, I don't want to be rude, but I think at that point as a GM, I would go, hey, but if you can't make the time to come to session zero, maybe, maybe my campaign's not for you. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be excluding people, but at the same time, yeah, it is also, that's, I think another thing that's important you do in a session zero is, is set out those ground rules because let's be honest, as adult gamers, we all have lives. We have other things we have to do. Yes. I would love to spend seven nights a week playing role-playing games. I can't. I have too many other things I need to do. My wife wouldn't stand for it, nor do, you know, I also want to spend time with my wife, right? Yeah, nor do you expect her to, you know? Right, right. You know, so we do, all of us, when, and because we don't all live the same life, we have stuff that happens at different times. But in a session zero, you can say, hey, look, you know, every two months I have this thing that comes up, you know, you know, like I said, you can set the parameters for what is acceptable behavior on a player level, not just in in game in in game context. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and and I'll say it this way: back in pre-COVID times, when games were played in person a lot of the time, I had this issue more than I've had it now, where people would say, "Yeah, I'm just not going to come to session zero. I'll be there for session one." And that would always irritate me beyond beyond ends. Even people that I knew and knew the type of characters they played, I still want them there. You know, I don't want to have to give you the I don't want to have to give you the the short and sweetest session zero. Like, hey man, if you can't make it to session zero, but you can make it to session one, really? Like you couldn't take the time out of the day. It's it it reads is is disingenuous. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that that's then a conversation. It's a little bit of a hard conversation you have to have. You have to sort of get over and, and talk to that person and be like, Hey, look, I know you couldn't make it to session zero. I offered you the chance to reschedule it. You were like, no, I just want to play session one. You know, the other players came to session zero and that's what they were, you know, they wanted to get their characters ironed out. You couldn't be there, you know, maybe maybe this isn't the one right now. Maybe we mm -hmm. play, you can, you know, I'm not saying you'll never play with us ever again, but I'm saying maybe this campaign isn't, you know, isn't for you right now. If you can't make it to a session zero, then sorry, you know, and that's, that's going forward. Going forward has become one of my big ground rules. If you can't make it to session zero, unless you're somebody who's, I'll say it this way. If you're somebody who's added later, that's fine. You missed session zero. It's okay. We'll probably have a mid mid campaign session to get you filled in. But if you're somebody who's supposed to be there from the beginning and you can't be bothered to come to session zero, then I can't be bothered to have you in my game. Well, I think it kind of drives it. It shows that you're committed to making the game work. If you show up for session zero. Yeah. And look, we, you know, we all know that, life happens and well that's what i'm saying is that like i don't have a problem with you are the exception to this rule but like say my buddy josh hit me up and was like hey man i can't make session zero life just happened i'm gonna be like all right well i'll tell the rest of the players at the table hey guys can we reschedule session zero to next week i know we were planning on playing session one next week but josh can't make it because of life and I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, no, I can't do session zero next week. Like you can't you can delay a game a week. It's going to be OK. But a player that's completely unwilling to participate in a session zero is a different problem entirely. Yes. 
and like I said, you know, you, you could also, you could sort out the, the order of things, you know, like, look, okay. You know, like you said, you know, pre COVID, if, if we're playing in person, okay. So we start at seven. So everyone be here by six 30 so we can, you know, order pizza, whatever. And then when it gets here, we'll take a break. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got you. Not okay. We start at seven. One person gets there at six 30. One person gets there at 10 tills. One person gets there at 10 after like, yeah. And then now we're going to figure out pizza and yeah. And then yeah, we're not starting to play till eight o'clock. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it, that's where you set your, you set your ground rules. You set your expectations. We've, I mean, this is nothing that I think really, I don't want to say this is nothing that's, that's completely new. I'm sure there's, this is new to somebody because it was new to me at some point. But a session zero, you know, you set your ground rules, you set your expectations, you set your your outside of game stuff. Like you said, you're setting your expectations, you're setting you're setting yourself up for success is what it comes down to. Yeah. You're you're trying to head as many common problems off before they come up. Yeah. You're you're just trying to mitigate failure. Yeah. Because We've all been there, right? How many games have you had that went one, two sessions and then fell apart mm-hmm. for any number of reasons? You played in mine. <laughs> you played in mine when we went to a buddy of mine's house and played Cyberpunk Red that went one session and then fell apart. And that was a good game. I was having fun with it. it seemed like you yeah. guys were having fun with it. But yeah, it just that's just how it goes. Sometimes that's what happens. But at the same time, you know, I think session zeros can really kind of help with not letting like session zeros start the chain of communication, which is something that it's really important. It's really important that you communicate as a GM, as a player, talk to your GM, talk to your players, tell them what's going on. You don't have to get into specifics, but you, you do have to communicate with them. Hey man, you know, life's changing for me right now. I don't know if I can keep going like this. I don't know if I can keep playing Friday nights. It's, you know, it's up in the air. I'll let you know when things change, but more than likely things are changing shortly. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Hey, I could make plans around that. Thank you for telling me, you know, because at the end of the day, and I'll say this at the end of the day, the people you're playing, you're playing games with, you all share a common hobby. And if you're a consistent group, the people you're playing with are going to become your friends. Like over time, you're just going to get to know these people. They're going to become, they're going to become, you know, more than just the people you play games with. You're, you're going to get to know them. You're going to get to know them because gaming RPGs is a very personal thing. You get a glimpse into somebody's, into the type of characters they like to play into the, stories they like to tell into you know into this world they built in their head into their imagination and you get to know these people and it's important that you're not necessarily like i said you don't have to share every detail of your life but you do at least need to communicate when things are changing you know just don't just don't just not show up one day and a session zero is a great way to start that line of communication you know, and heck just, we mentioned it last week, you know, to tie in with that, you can set up, you know, how are you going to run certain aspects of the game? You know, how, how do you want to participate, you know, in, in like we were talking about puzzles and stuff last week. Yeah. Asking your players, what do you want? Are you, when it comes to puzzles, do you want to do a puzzle that's in game or do you want me to hand you a puzzle that you can work on out of game and then we'll role play that you solved the puzzle in game? Yeah, but setting that parameter ahead of time eliminates, you know, Bob being mad at Sam because Bob thought we were solving the puzzle one way and Sam solved it the other way and no one ever said anything, so no one knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was never any communication. And again, that goes back to one of the biggest things that you have to do in RPGs and in gaming in general is communicate. Just talk to your players, talk to each other. Players, talk to your GM, tell them, hey, I really like the game, but, you know, I don't really care for this, that, or the other thing. Can we, you know, is there something we could do to make this a little bit more fun for me? Or I was talking, hey, 
I was talking to Bob and me and Bob don't really like how this is, how this is done. Do you think we could maybe like workshop something to do it a little differently? Yeah. I mean, I know we're repeating ourselves about this communication thing, but it's, it's very important. It's, it is something that's worth repeating. And the reason we want to repeat it is because me and you have both been in games where communication was not the primary goal or not done between players and GM. And it has made for an absolutely miserable experience. Yeah. And it was an experience so bad that we started a podcast to fix it. Like (laughs) I've joked about that being the dirty secret of the podcast in private. But the fact of it is, is that we, we played in a game and it was just, there was no communication. The GM didn't talk to the players. The players didn't talk to the GM. And it just got to a point where it was like, this is is terrible. This is, this is atrocious. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it was the GM that was at fault. There were mistakes made from the player side too, but there was no communication anywhere across the board. And that's where everybody was at fault. Everybody made the mistake of rather than talking to the GM and going, Hey, look, I don't really like this. And the GM, rather than talking to the players and going, hey, how do you feel about this? It was just us versus them. And the game divulged into that. And it got frustrating. And it it got irritating for us. And we started having these really heated conversations in the parking lot afterwards of like, oh, man. And it was just (laughs) two old men complaining about playing imaginary games. Yeah, And it was like, you know, I wish we could give tips to help people get better at this. Well, guess what? We started a podcast to give people tips to make them better at playing games. Yeah. And, and look, we're, we're just two, we're just two dudes. We're not experts. I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying, oh, we're expert. No, we're two dudes who have been playing games. You've been playing games a lot longer than I have, but we've both been playing games for quite a period of time. And we've accommodated, we've, we've built a skill set that we want to share with you guys, with the audience, with the people listening. And, and that's why we're here. That's why we say the things we say, because we want to make gaming a more pleasurable experience for everyone. Yeah. And in some cases it's, look, we made this mistake. We're trying to save you the trouble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've made so many mistakes as a, as a new GM that I couldn't even begin to make a list is you listen to the podcast over this past year. I'm sure you've heard me say, Oh, well, yeah, I did that a lot. I did. Oh man. I used to do that all the time. Just, you just don't know. Yeah. A lot of gaming is trial by fire and you can only be warned so much, but that's why we started the podcast to give you those tips and give you the heads up of, Hey, this is probably going to happen. This is probably going to happen. You're going to run into power spirals. You're going to run into this. You're going to run into that. Watch out for it. Be aware, be alert, know when it's coming, learn your weaknesses, learn your strengths. And again, we're not experts. We're just a couple of guys having a conversation about how to make you enjoy your games a little bit more or how to help you not make, but help you enjoy your games more whether it be from player side, GM side, give you tips, tricks, advice, talk to some really cool people in the industry. Like that's all we're here to do. And, and, you know, as much as this is a a session zero episode, this is our one year episode. So I do want to get into a little bit of that. Like, Hey, you know, expect more cool people to be on the podcast. I'm not going to lie. When we started the podcast, I never would have guessed that we would have gotten the people we've had on so far. If you would have told me back in, well, we recorded our episodes in August, but back in August of last year, that within a couple months of the podcast, we were going to have GM Chris on, or within a couple months of the podcast, we were going to have people from Black Cats Gaming on, or Shane from Shane Plays, Alex, um, Huli twice, Sugi, um, Eric from Eberron renewed, Eric from Eberron renewed, you know, and, and then there's people that I'm not going to give away any like secrets here, but there's people we've been talking to in the background that 
I am genuinely blown away that we're even getting the chance to talk to these people to line them up as possible guests. Like there are names coming up that I'm like so excited for. I, I can't even express in words. And well, like, yeah, it's been a crazy ride. And you know, like the thing that, and I remember the first time we had Huli on and he was talking about, you know, how the, the people who write games are just, regular people. I think he said, quote, they're just a couple of dudes. Yeah. They're just regular <laughs> dudes or dudettes or, you know, well, yeah, it's just, we're just a bunch of dudes is how he described it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but that has really been borne out in the people we've talked to. Yeah. And it, it, it blows my mind, you know, I granted I'll be, I'll be upfront and honest. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better. I'm not great at the interviews. But it still blows my mind the people that are willing to come on and talk to us and yeah. and like to have these conversations, you know, I, I, I can't tell you the number of times that we've had, <laughs> you know, I joke that I joke in private that it feels like we're a podcast for podcasters because we have a bunch of people that will just like message us out of the blue, like certain names will message us and be like, oh, man, I really love your show. Like really? Cause you run a show that's like twice the size of ours, <laughs> you know, future guests that haven't been announced yet that surprised even me and you by just showing up in the discord. <laughs> yeah. I see you over there. GM Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, a couple of things I'd like to talk with Phil about, but uh, we'll, we'll have him on eventually. I know, but that's what I'm getting at that. Like, look, here's the deal. I didn't know that GM Phil was going to come join our discord. We weren't, we weren't in communication to get, you know, we weren't like, Oh man, we got to get Phil on to talk about this, that, or the other thing. Just joined our discord. Cause they liked the show. Like what? Yeah. What? <laughs> like you like okay. our show? Like, all right, come on now. <laughs> it's weird, but you know, and anybody who listens to us, if you listen to us weekly and, and you're not in the discord, you don't have a discord check it out. Try it for a little bit. Even if you just come over and join our discord, we got a great group of people who are constantly talking games, constantly talking popular media. We have really good conversations outside of the show about the show. You know, we have a whole channel that is dedicated to talking about the most recent episode. Mm -hmm. And there's always, I love going into that channel. Now, granted, I don't do much text communication in the discord. I'm usually the guy that's like, Hey, it's Tuesday night. I'm in general chat. Come talk to me. But to sit and see the conversations that happen in the in the after show discussion, that's so cool. And there's a lot of great people in our Discord. And and if you're like on the fence of like, I don't know, maybe I'll join their Discord, come check it out at least. Like if you do nothing but come join it and sit there and say nothing, there's always some kind of cool conversation. Yeah. And I mean, basically, you know, our biggest rule is just don't be an asshat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the general rule, but you know, and then it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, Hey, come hang out, come talk to people. If you don't want to talk, if you're not comfortable talking to people, just listen to the conversation that's happening because you'll get stuff out of it. I've gotten stuff out of it and you know, I'm on the show. Like I've, I've <laughs> been reading conversations between two of our listeners and just gone, never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's really like, that's kind of the point of the show. Really, it's not as much necessarily that we're telling you that this is the best way to do it. We're telling you, hey, think about how you're doing it and see how you can do it better. And, you know, sometimes just having that, having that other opinion. You know, sometimes I get so up in my own head where I'm like, okay, uh, um, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I'm going to do it this way. And I don't have anybody telling me, hey, why don't you try it this way? Or why don't you do this? Or, you know. This is how I do it. And when I started running tabletop RPGs, I didn't have anybody that I could reliably go to and be like, hey, can I, you know, what did you do in this situation? It was more of a more of a trial by fire type thing and learned a lot of lessons the hard way. And what we're trying to do is we try to give you opinions and thoughts. And, you know, if you pop into our discord and ask a general question, you're going to get an answer. Like if you go in and say, Hey, um, what do I do with a problem player? 
Well, you're going to get an answer to that. Or it's going to at least start a conversation that maybe gives you an idea. Yeah. Or what do I do in this situation? We'll, we'll talk about it. Let's let's think. Let's brainstorm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we harp on it. I harp on the Discord, but come join our Discord if you listen to the podcast. Even if you're, you know, we have GM Hooli in our podcast, in our Discord. He's not always in there, but he's in there around. If you're in a different time zone, you're like, ah, you know, I'm not in. I'm not in that time zone. It's fine. Come join the Discord. We use it like a message board. It's, yeah. it's really l- what we use it for. Yeah. People from all over the place in there. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Come on in. I'm sure somebody is up. Like, there is somebody online at all times of the day. And even if you don't get a direct response, you'll get a response eventually. Mm-hmm. Tell your gaming buddies. Like, if you're playing in a game and you're listening to the podcast and you know everybody else in that game listens to some podcasts say hey i listen to this word of mouth does us a ton of good it really does it helps get the show out there it helps get it, it helps get us publicity and helps grow the show and the more people that listen to us the bigger the discord can be the the more conversations we can have and and the more topics we can get into you know obviously check out our twitter we're always on we're you know you pretty much run our twitter but Always retweet, retweeting cool stuff there. Try to, yeah. I, I don't do as much tweeting, twittering as I should, but well, <laughs> we're both adults with lives, <laughs> like, yeah. But you know, our Twitter has we have we follow cool people on Twitter. If anything, go to our Twitter and go like, who do you follow? Oh, wow, yeah, go follow them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have actually recorded multiple TikToks. I haven't posted any; they're still being edited, but I have recorded them, so that's coming soon yeah i know i'm talking about that for a while but (laughs) look i i (laughs) i'll tell you this and i don't care if it ends up on the podcast boy that was a weird experience for me because i'm not used to it i'm used to my girlfriend was like oh you're used to talking to people all the time and i'm like yeah steve (laughs) like I talk to Steve all the time, sometimes a guest, but like, I'm not used to talking to an audience like this. It was a little bit daunting. So be gentle, but those are coming. We have things in the works for this next year. We have things in the works for the next couple months, October. Hopefully I'm not going to try and jinx this, but October hopefully is going to be a pretty cool month for us. Yeah. Planning a little bit of a, some big guests, some cool topics. And, you know, October seems like it's going to be a pretty cool month. Stick around. We got stuff coming still. Like we're, we're not done. No, we intend to keep doing this as long as there's at least a couple of you out there listening to us. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Until it's just me and you listening to the podcast, I'll keep doing the podcast. <laughs> but seriously, thank you to all, to all of you that, that listen. We, we really do appreciate it. And it is kind of, in some ways, it's mind-boggling that there's people out there who actually, you know, Wanna are hear willing it. to take time out of their day to listen to us ramble on. Yeah, and and we do appreciate it. If you think about it, leave us a review. If not, if you don't have time, hey, that's fine. Yep. But just at, at the very least, if you like what you heard or, or you think there might be potential here, stick around. I'm sure there's something we're going to talk about that will maybe help you in some way. It's amazing that we've been doing this for a year. It, it really is. Not saying that at any point I was like, oh, no, I'm done with the podcast. But I'm saying more along the lines of you guys have kept the podcast going. Because mm-hmm. if we didn't have any listeners, I am i don't know. If we didn't have any listeners, I would probably be a little bit like, I don't know, Steve, how long are we going to do this until people start listening to us? <laughs> yeah. But with that, I think we move into a segment that we didn't do on the first session. Actually, we did. Oh, we did? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it. Oh, it was its debut. Wow. Very special. <laughs> a very special game of the week. Woohoo! Game of the week! Game of the week! Game of the week! All right. You got anything picked out or? Uh, nope. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, then I'll go first. Please and thank you. Okay. So... I know from, from things you've brought up before, Steve, you really liked Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. So I found a game where you can play Roger Rabbit. 
Huh? It's a game called Urban Jungle. Ooh. I've actually heard of this. The subtitle is Anthropomorphic Noir Roleplay, and it is literally what it says on the lid. Early 20th century America, classic noir era, you know, Prohibition, Great Depression, Dawn of the Atomic Age, but with anthropomorphic characters. You know, it says... uh little thing here in the blurb. This is our simple character creation lets you build a character in minutes, just a few sweeping choices. You'll be playing a hard-boiled wolf detective, a sultry fox femme fatale, an old anteater drifter with nothing left to lose, a young weasel from the sticks, eager to make a name, or any other character you can think of. And, um, you know, the, the I looked at the preview. The cover art looks absolutely gorgeous. The internal art is all black and white, but still very, very good. There's a list of the artists in the drive-through listing that are names I don't recognize, but obviously they've done work because otherwise they wouldn't be called out. Um, but yeah, this just looks like like kind of a very fun, just a different spin on the classic noir, you know. And, and if that's your thing, I mean, you know, the PDF's a little pricey at just under twenty bucks, but uh, I don't know if it's on sale. But it looks like right now it's marked down. You can actually get the hardcover black and white in print-on-demand along with the PDF for 25 Very cool. But, yeah, it looks like, like I said, it, it looks really, really fun. And like I said, again, that's called Urban Jungle Anthropomorphic Noir Roleplay. And I do know there's at least two or three supplements out for it as well, like expansions. So uh, if that sounds like your thing, might want to check it out. So here's a little backstory about me. I've been trying to lose some weight, started a new diet, you know, counting calories, all that fun stuff. And I found on drive through RPG something that I'm doing to definitely check out. It is called Lifts Ultimate Pump Edition. It's a six-pack of role-playing games that the tagline is to help you become a better, healthier you, replacing your dice with exercise. Okay. They're games for five people. And it's like RoboFlex, which is, it looks like it's a, like a mecha game. Muscle of the Week, which is like a Monster of the Week type game. Deadlifts and Dragons. Shadow Running. Vampire the Muscle Game. <laughs> and then there's a, a guest supplement. You know, I think it seems fun. And if I had some friends and this wasn't COVID times... I would very much be interested in getting my like friends who are into exercise to play this with me because I like the idea of instead of rolling dice, do 10 jumping jacks. <laughs> I kind of like it. I, 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 it's weird. I'll admit that it's weird, but it's, it's a, it's a good kind of weird. And also those names are funny, like RoboFlex, yes. muscle of the week. Deadlifts and dragons, I I especially enjoy, but vampire the muscle gain, which is really funny. Yes, but I like the idea. I don't obviously don't know about the execution. I'm sure it's fine. It's got four and a half stars on drive through. It looks like it's pretty well reviewed. Mm -hmm. It's worth trying. <laughs> you know what's even better though, and and we'll let people go find this for themselves. But the the little taglines after the little headlines for the games are even better. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to go check that out. And of course, as always games are in the show notes, discords in the show notes, Facebook's in the show notes, Twitter's in the show notes. Yep. Emails in the show notes. So if you're looking to get a hold of us, we're pretty easy to get a hold of. Not hard people to find the fastest method of contact, probably discord. Uh, second fastest method of contact. If you're a professional and looking to contact us, obviously the email, maybe shoot a message to our discord our Twitter or our Facebook, and we will definitely get back to you. I want to thank everybody for listening for a year and also want to thank you for building this awesome audience. And I want to remind everybody as I do every week to get out there and play some RPGs and be kind to one another. Yes. Thank you and take care, y'all. Intro and outro music by the band 12 Noon. You can email us at meandsteverpg at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and RPGs. Find us on Facebook at Me and Steve RPG Podcast. On Discord at Me and Steve RPGs. 
And as always, all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you, and be kind to one another. How much for the cigar? Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that. I know we didn't have the fancy bumper for Game of the Week. No, no, I didn't make that for, I don't know, like 15 episodes or something like that. It was a little while anyway. I don't remember. Yeah, it was It was away. And we're done. And cut. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, man. I didn't try to make it sappy at the end there.